everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. Today's guest is Amy Duncan, who is the founder and CEO of Mo Ellens. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for Excited coming all the way here. to Corona Del Mar. I feel at home out. again. Yeah. <laughs> so will you tell us a little bit about Mo Ellens really quick, just for people who don't know what Mo Ellens is? Yeah. So in a nutshell, um, we're supercharged CBD skincare and we started in 2018, um, basically with my background in healthcare and being in traditional healthcare for so many years, I wanted to move into wellness and be more proactive with how we take care of ourselves and what we put in and on our bodies. And I started studying cannabis at the laboratory when I was running a biotech lab and became very passionate about it. And so in 2016, I walked away from the lab and started the company. And originally we started in ingestibles and we had a few topicals. Yeah, and like then, roll-ons, right? Um, or... We had a topical oil, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. And so we really rebranded and we've been really bringing out our brand voice and really our mission has been uncovered kind of the past year. And we'll get into that more even this year. But really mental health skincare and how what we put in and on our bodies, what we see every time we look in the mirror and how we feel inside, um, bringing that all together with amazing products and really connecting with people and building a community around that. Awesome. I'm so excited to learn more about like what products and why. Yeah. So originally, like I said, we had two tinctures. We had, you know, everybody wants to take CBD as an ingestible. And I think that's great. Um, you know, oftentimes when we're feeling off or out of balance, we call it, we, we coined this term called superhuman syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I was really going through this brand strategy exercise, people were like, you know, how do you feel and what do you want the company to be about? And, and I said, you know, I'm one that I go, go, go. I have this drive to like achieve this vision for my life that I've had since I was so young. Mm-hmm. And then I go eat ice cream or, you know, I retreat and like recharge. And it was always this unique dynamic of like swinging one way and then the other. And we called it superhuman syndrome. So that's really like this constant striving to reach this idealized version of yourself. And then at the end of the day, we're exhausted. Yeah. And so it gave us this unique opportunity to like reframe what it means to feel okay And knowing that, okay, it's not whether it's enough or not enough, but it's about when you ask somebody, you know, how are you? And they're like, I'm okay. And not inquiring as to, okay, isn't enough. Like, why? What's wrong? It's like, let that person be okay at equilibrium at their baseline and use that as like a building block to start, you know, achieving more, doing a little bit more in your, in your life. I love that because I'm that person that's like, why are you just okay? Like, I want more information at least. Not that like you're not allowed to be okay, but like if that's just how you're feeling, why? Whereas it's such a beautiful thing to just say that's that's okay. Yeah. I mean, in your present moment, when you strip away everything, you have nothing, you have no material things, we should say. Um you're okay, you know? And so that was really, you have like AT&T with commercials, like, okay, is not enough. So it doesn't like help our cause, but yeah. 
I think as a human being in the present moment, you are okay. And going through my life, my personal life, it, it really made me kind of like understand that more than I ever have in my life. And so it really resonated with me. And then when I started to talk to other people about it, people were like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense, you know? Wow. Okay. So So now I really want to get into, you know, personal stuff. A lot has happened since you started the company. Yeah. And um, from what I remember, other, I don't know, just the few people that have spoken to me about your journey and your story, did the, your husband, did he get diagnosed before you launched the company? Yeah. So what was he diagnosed with? Yeah. We met in 2007, um, dancing to the Cupid shuffle out at Mm -hmm. a bar Mm -hmm. and, um, I was 22 years old, St. Louis, Missouri. So that's my hometown is St. Louis. Um, all my family's still there. Three sisters, mom, dad, still there. Um, yeah, so we were dancing to the Cupid Shuffle, and he was playing professional baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals, and he had won a World Series in 06. Wow. So, like, he was at the, the peak high, of his yeah. life, you know? And so I was in college, worked two jobs. I was a pharmacy technician and a waitress, and just, like, was a normal, traditional, like, girl, you know, trying to find herself. And then... Um, I graduated in 09. I always knew that I would wanted to move out of St. Louis. Like I wanted to apply for jobs all around the country. And I was like a worker, you know, that's what I did. And I had this vision for my life and, um, always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but never really knew in what capacity. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I graduated in 09 and then I didn't work right out of college. I traveled around with him while he was playing baseball and we called it the summer of love tour. Mm-hmm. And like, I just went around city to city and when it was good, it was good. And when he wasn't playing well, or when he got injured or, you know, traded to another team, it was really hard. And so every year he had an injury, he had a neck injury and hips and, Whoa. um, sports hernias and, and I was supporting him and, and loving him through it all. And, and I did, I mean, it was it was all I knew. Mm-hmm. And we live such a good life together, you know. Um, and then in 2011, we were married. And a year after we were married, he was diagnosed with a glioblastoma brain tumor or brain cancer. Wow. And a year prior to him being diagnosed, his mom was diagnosed with the glioblastoma as well. Oh, my gosh. So we kind of knew from her journey, from her journey um, like what would happen in terms of, you know, you get surgery, you get radiation and you get chemotherapy and it's just like the gold standard, you know? And is she still alive? No, she lived for 22 months. Okay. So, and if you Google glioblastoma, like the, the life expectancy is anywhere from like six to 18 months. From when you're diagnosed. From diagnosis. And so, he was like, are the different stages? Like what stage was she at versus yeah, where both he was? Yeah, were stage four. Okay, wow. Yeah. So his was 95% of the tumor was stage two, and then 5% of it was stage four. So because of that 5%, they treat it as, it's, it as if it's a stage four. And so that's why he had the chemo and radiation. So we flew to Duke for treatment, and he 
had surgery. He had an awake craniotomy like you see on Grey's Anatomy. And he they flipped him flashcards and he had to speak and, you know, make sure they weren't impacting the speech area of his brain as they were operating on him. Whoa. And yeah. at this time, you guys were still living in Missouri. We were still living in Missouri, but we went to Duke for treatment. Mm -hmm. So we would fly to Duke like, well, for the surgery. And then every four to six weeks, we'd go for an MRI. So it's a lot. Um, From and then the like right when you were married. Yeah. A year after. Wow. We were married in January of 11 and October 10th of 12. Yeah. That's when he was diagnosed. Oh my gosh. So then you both, did you both move out here? Yeah. So he went through the surgery, learned to walk again, talk again. And he did a radio show for a living on ESPN radio in St. Louis. So I mean, he was a fighter. Like he would get up in the morning and go get on a stationary bike in the basement and ride the stationary bike and get himself into shape. And, and it was just amazing to see someone fight. Like he is so inspiring to me on a daily basis. Now, like if I'm not feeling well, he, I just think of him and like what he had been through. But, um, I always said that if he was clean on the MRIs for a year, that we would get out of St. Louis because we, it's freezing cold in the winter. It's miserable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, we'll get out of St. Louis and, um, every four, well, in the beginning, it's every four weeks, you get an MRI to see if the tumor is growing back. So for a year he was clean after that. And, um, I was in medical device sales at that time, selling physiological patient monitoring. And the company I was with was like, we'll bring you out to the West coast. We want you to take over the Western region. So they brought it up and I knew it was either going to be Florida or California mm -hmm. for warm weather. And mm -hmm. it just so happened that we ended up in Laguna Beach. That's awesome. Yeah. What an awesome place to come. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. Like we were a block from the beach. It was a different quality of life, you know, than being cooped up in the winters in Missouri. And yeah, I loved was it. His, how did he do in Laguna? I mean, your his mom lived for 22 months. So when yeah. did he pass away? So he passed September 6th of last year, oh 2019. Gosh, so he lived for a very long time. He lived like a long time, yeah. How long was um, that? That's like four years? No, he fought for seven. So Whoa. he was diagnosed in 12. 12 and yeah. then um, 2019, wow. Yeah, so it went away for four years. And like, you know, cancer is this thing that when you hit the five-year mark, you're like you're in a great headspace. Yeah. You're in a great space. So when we were approaching like four, uh, right at four years and did yeah, you believe we just, that it would just stay away or? Yeah. I mean, we lived as if every day was our last day and, and I still do like he did what he wanted to do. We, anything that we wanted to do, we were blessed and we worked hard but we lived a very free and loving life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Did he use CBD? He did. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't, you know, I was always weird getting into the CBD industry and seeing like people talking about inflammation, anxiety, depression, cancer, like all these true medical claims. And I came from the world of healthcare. So I'm very familiar with that. And, um, I just knew that I didn't want to target those people. Like I saw healthcare from a business perspective, from him navigating it as a patient, 
and then from a caregiver perspective. And I was just like, that is not what I want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll help you with stress as you're going through chemo and nausea, just like feeling balanced um, and getting in a good, peaceful mindset. But I'm not going to say that we're going to cure the cancer with it. Yeah. You know? So you started Mo Allen's in 2018. Yeah. So I was running the lab. The The medical device company brought me out to California. I stayed with them for a year. And then I had the opportunity to go run a genetics laboratory. And I was really passionate about genetics because of him and his mom. Mm-hmm. And so I went and moved over into the biotech space. And I launched a hereditary cancer testing portfolio where we looked at germline mutations that put you at an increased risk of developing cancer in your lifetime. And you did that down here while you lived in, in Irvine. Laguna? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then when did you decide to start Mo Ellen's? Uh, 2016, after going in for MRIs every six weeks, we went in for MRI October of 2016 and I had studied the cannabis plant. I was going to launch a cannabis testing portfolio at the lab. So all summer long, I was studying cannabis, marijuana, CBD, and he had seizures. So I naturally gravitated towards CBD. And then I would take him into the dispensaries, you know, here and look online. And I would be the wife that was like, all right, the store is filled with products. Like, let's go get some great CBD products or mm-hmm. THC products. And then we'd get in there and I'd be like, all right, you can use these two brands. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, why only these yeah. two? Uh, so I, I just knew that there was nothing out there in 2016 that I wanted to use or maybe like a few products I wanted to use. And then October of that year, we went in for a, a routine MRI and the cancer had come back. And when it came back, I was just like, when, right when you started it? No, I hadn't to, started yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just studying the plant at the lab and I was, I was great at the lab. I mean, I could have stayed there. I made a good living and, you know, we were happy, but I would wake up before the sun came up and go to the lab. And when the sun set, I would come home and yeah, I just was just never with him. You know, it was so much work and not a lot of love. Yeah. And so when the cancer came back, I was like, this is my sign. I need to change my life and, and really build out this dream that I've had for so long. And it, it just felt right. Mm-hmm. You know? So I walked away and I said, I don't care if I end up working as a barista at Starbucks, which isn't a bad job, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, like, I'm going to spend my savings and I'm going to go all in on myself. Mm-hmm. And so I walked away. It took me 11 months. And then we launched in March of 18. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. when did you move to West Hollywood? Did you move together? No. So so the cancer came back in 16 and then 17, he went through radiation again and Radiation for the second time to the brain is so traumatic and hard on, on the patient. And so like four months after he started really having trouble speaking and we knew that the cancer was progressing and, you know, like we had been married for seven years at that point and six of those years had cancer as a layer on top of them. And so there was always this very thick layer of, of heaviness on us. Mm -hmm. We lived like this, like I didn't go on girls trips. I didn't 
do things for myself. Um, we, we lived together and I loved it and I would never change a minute of it. Um, but when the cancer came back and he knew that he was not going to make it, like, I think he knew more than I knew. I would always say like, it's okay. You know, we're going to beat it and you're going to be fine. It's going to take a downturn, but you're going to get through it. And I think he knew like deep down that he wanted to know I would be okay. Mm -hmm. And so that year was like the art of letting go. And as painful as it was, um, he wanted to be back in Tucson, which is where his dad was. And he wanted to be there. His dad was retired from baseball and he wanted to just be in a place that really felt like home. And I had been building the company and the company had launched in March of that year. And, you know, that was a, a wild summer for the industry. And, um, yeah, I just, he wanted to be back in Tucson. And I said, you know, I, ha I can't live in Tucson, but I can live here and we'll just figure this out. And oh he's like, gosh. yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, families, friends looked at that and they were like, she's a horrible person or what the hell are they doing? You know, we knew we, we'd been together for, you know, 10 years, 11 years at that point. It wasn't about separating, getting a divorce, me not being there for him. Um, it was about finding a new normal mm -hmm. and knowing that someone who had been in your life for 22 since you're 22 years old, um, wasn't always going to be there, you know? And so he went back to Tucson. I went to West Hollywood and, um, I said, you know, I tried to ask like, how many times are you going to come visit? Are you going to come back and forth? Because that'll determine what kind of place I get, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, Amy, like, I want you to get what you want you know, and I've never heard him more happy for me than the day that I said, like, I found a place and I love it. And he was like, I'm so happy for you. Like it made him feel okay. Mm -hmm. Um, that I would be okay if, if anything happened to him. Oh my gosh. So yeah. wonderful. And so intense at the same time to like, to make that decision for yourself and know that you needed to start living your life for yourself yeah. at that point but and doing it regardless of what other people thought yeah I mean I knew that if I didn't do that that there would be a day when I would be completely paralyzed yeah and I would I don't know that I would have gotten out of it and like I think that there are um there are a lot of things that we go through in life that you know you're like oh we'll beat it or like, I'll get through it. And honestly, I don't know that I would have like at the fork in the road, if I would have been able to come out of that. Yeah. And so I had, I knew that I had to do what I had to do and that he was supporting me through it all. And like now looking at where my life went after moving to West Hollywood, um, and seeing like the light workers in my life and like, just all of the things that I feel like he was actually working in the physical, but also communicating so deep with his mom and like 
yeah. bringing things into my life to like say, is Amy all right? No, she's not all right yet, you know? And yeah. And I actually, so he passed in September and, um, a few things happened like in the summer of last year where he fell and like he had a few falls that really started the decline mm-hmm. in his health. And, um, he couldn't talk anymore for the past year and, um, he couldn't use his right arm or right leg anymore. And like, it got to a point where every time I would see him, I would like break down. Like I couldn't even go and I would try as hard as I could, but I couldn't like keep it together. Yeah. And then, um, so I was going back and forth from like Thursday to Sunday, I'd go to Tucson and, and be with him. And then I knew like he wasn't going to let go if, if I wasn't with him. Mm -hmm. And so I came back one weekend and I said, I got to get him back here. And I was like, I'm going to look for a place where he can get 24 hour care here in LA. And I found a place like a mile from my house and it had 24 hour care. And wow. So you moved him. Yeah. So I flew back and, um, for how long I flew back? Um, well, Oh, sorry. Did he come back a week? Yeah. So I came back to Tucson and I honestly, I was like, I don't know if he can make it, you know? And then I just like asked him, I'm like, Hey, go, do you want to come back to California with me? And he's like, yes. And I was like, all right. It's like, we're going. And then I like meditated and prayed on it. And I was like, is this the right decision? Cause I really don't know. And I said, I'm going to do it. And so we made a 10 hour drive Oh my God. And it was in the middle of like the fall, like hot fall. So the van was like so hot, even though it was an emergency vehicle, it's like 120 degrees in the desert, you oh know? My gosh. And so we made the trip back and it was on a Tuesday and when I got out, we got there at like 10 o'clock at night and I spun around in the street like this and I said, we made it. And he's like, we made it. And then he, yeah, he passed on that Friday when I I was there with him and it was like I just yeah I couldn't get his heart rate down and he was having seizures and the last time he saw me was I had my hair done the best I've ever had it done in my life and my makeup was done and yeah and just like that experience is something like being with someone um when they pass, it's just like, I haven't been able to like put words to it, you know, but yeah, I've, he's with me every day. I know that. It's crazy to be with someone. Well, I had a similar experience of being with someone, having the opportunity to be with someone right before they passed. And like, I wasn't there that exact moment, but I was there like an hour before and like an hour after. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy what a difference it is. Yeah. Like they're not there. Yeah. Well, like the body is like their soul is like gone. It's so crazy. I yeah. don't know if that was your experience, but. Yeah. I mean, I had held him all day and like 
prayed the rosary with them and um and had like spa music on the phone and just told stories like we love traveling and snorkeling and um so I just told stories of that like all day long and then his his brother and his dad both made it out to like be there Mm -hmm. and his dad actually drove whoa and got there at two o'clock and he passed at like three o'clock and I remember like holding him all day and finally I said like he's so at peace like I said um I think like I can get a sip of coffee (laughs) and um I was like he's gonna heal and like just wake up like I've never he's so at peace you know and then I like like got up and like moved to hold his hand and it was like I freed him you know and then like he just like passed right right after that wow but when I looked back at him it was like all illness was gone Mm -hmm. like he was like like he could have got on the field Mm -hmm. yeah and like his phone died immediately after that like the day before his radio station announced that they had a new like programming schedule and that his show that he had wouldn't go on without him it was just like all these like chapters yeah just came to a close and I remember I went out on the the porch of the house like right after and I this hummingbird like flew like and just hovered like literally five feet from my face and I was just like hi (laughs) you know and it yeah it's the hardest day of my life oh my gosh I'm I'm sure Mm -hmm. so so what now I mean I'm assuming that you know you talked a little bit about this but that idea of just being okay and that being okay and enough yeah was that something that was inspired by this yeah so I think um now this year we're we're gonna take it a bit further and we're gonna really launch and build out what mental health skincare means Mm -hmm. and we say like yeah so we say we all have issues and our skin is no different and so we're really bringing about um, what we call therapy sessions, which are either life chats or skin chats. Mm-hmm. And so you're really talking about whether it's a life issue or a skin issue and how that makes you feel. And it's brilliant. Thank you. Because when someone's stressed, they break out. When exactly. someone's going through crazy hormones and stuff, it's because stuff is going on. Yeah. And it's either lifestyle or, like you said, it has so much to do with our mental health. Yeah. So there's like a a growing field called psychodermatology, and it is the cross between mental health and your skin. And so, you know, we're going to network with and collaborate with companies like, you know, Calm and Headspace and, you know, the the psychologists and mental health world, mm-hmm. and then also have our skin therapists and you know, our spas and, and places where it's actually built out in this, you know, spa setting and applications on the skin. That's so exciting. Yeah. Have you connected with Mend at all? Or do you know what Mend is? Mend, yeah. Yeah. Familiar. 
I yeah. feel like you guys would be friends. I think she lives in Venice also. Oh, or, really? Wait, you live in West Hollywood, but yeah. Yeah. I'll have to. That would be amazing. You guys. She's so sweet and you're very nice. And Thank I just want to see two brands I love work together. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just such a cool way of incorporating CBD. And I mean, is it all going to be CBD? I think that that'll kind of open the door to other things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even in the products now, like the skincare products now, um, you know, the products are great with or without CBD. Mm -hmm. So we're not the, the company that just got into the CBD space because we wanted to get into a new, like growing huge bubble of an industry. I am very passionate about it from my background with the lab and developing clean, pure products. And I think that the mental health aspect of things will open the door to, you know, different types of products that are not only CBD, but just like all over, um, in and on your body, health and wellness. Makes so much sense. Yeah. So what are some products that you're, you currently have or that you're excited to launch that fit into that? Um, well, last year we launched 10 new skincare products. So wow. we did the collaboration with Heyday. I don't know if you remember yeah. the first year, um, uh -huh. 2018. So we're going to bring that back on here soon. Do you know Natalie White? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because she lived in Laguna. She connected us. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, did. yeah. She's the one that reconnected us. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. So She's she amazing. worked with you on the Heyday front? Yeah. So... um she was at the, the Beverly heyday and mm -hmm. we worked together to bring it all to life. Mm -hmm. So that was really good. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. So we're going to bring that back, the collaboration with heyday. And then we're in the addition hotel spas, mm. uh, the standard hotels and, um, launching the 10 new skincare products. Now you can use a CBD skincare product from start to finish from your skincare routine. So your cleanser, your exfoliator, we have two masks, we have a serum, moisturizer, and two body products. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It's a lot. That goes into that. Like, it's a lot of product. That's amazing. And, but me coming from someone who's launched a product. Yeah, you I mean, know. what goes into brainstorming that is crazy. So I just, you know, want to take a moment yeah. to really give you credit Thank for you. everything that you personally went through and really being a superhuman. Thank and you. Creating all these incredible products and building a company that really stands for a message that's so important. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I feel like, you know, what I've been through has allowed me to see life differently. And sometimes I ask myself, like, after Chris passed, I was like, what's my purpose? You mm -hmm. know, my purpose was always through him. It yeah. was always for him to the business. And then once he had passed, I was like, you know, what's my purpose now? Like, does it feel right? Just investing all this time and energy into the business. And really I had to see it as, and, and I always did, but I had to really reinforce that this is a community and that I do have a powerful story that, can inspire people and not inspire people to go do like all these grandiose things and exhaust themselves, yeah. but to inspire people to say like, I'm okay right now. And I have a lot going for me and it's small steps that win. Mm -hmm. And I think 
like just keep going and just keep like following your heart and that was my renewed passion you know and I'm still working on myself every day people say time heals I, I think working on yourself every day makes you heal thank you so much for joining us yeah today. thank you for having me Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.